Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the O Show podcast presented by FantasyJocks.com. Be a champ today. Welcome back to the O Show Podcast presented by FantasyJocks.com. I am your host, Jack O'Hara. And for the first time... We are going to get into a little bit about NASCAR. NASCAR is that one motorsport I don't think I'd ever even considered talking about on the show. I mean, we really haven't even dug into football or basketball that much yet. Kyle Busch winning the Can-Am 500 yesterday in Phoenix, so we're going to get into that a little bit given that I was a pit note reporter for the weekend. I got to experience a lot on the track this weekend, so it should be a good show. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about now i know nascar's losing a lot of fans their fans are very loyal as i noticed this weekend but they're not quite as popular as like the four main sports in baseball football basketball or hockey but if you go to a race especially at phoenix international raceway at ism very very neat complex they got they just renovated the entire place you can actually sit and watch the race from inside the infield track Definitely an opportunity that I take up again if it was offered to me again. I wrote an article about my experience on LinkedIn if you want to go check it out on LinkedIn.com. Just an overall great experience. I got to work alongside uh, five other students from Arizona State and Grand Canyon. Five of us not knowing squat about NASCAR. Only one of us was a true NASCAR fan. And that would be our colleague Steven Cusimano, who's very intelligent when it comes to motorsports. Our boss, John Charan, worked in motorsports for the past 25 years or so. We all got the opportunity to interview some of the top drivers in the game, including Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Brad uh, Keselowski. So it was quite different than anything I've ever experienced. I've been to almost over 300 professional baseball games in my life, but NASCAR is definitely something I never thought I'd take up. Definitely going to be tuning in next week at Homestead Miami Raceway for the uh, Final Four Championship between Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. Now, after the race, uh, Kyle Busch stood up on the podium in the press conference room in the media center, and we actually got the chance to ask him a few questions First, coming from me about his uh, big win. Kyle, big win today. Uh, you didn't have to win today, but a big win here in Phoenix. How does it feel going into Homestead Miami Speedway next weekend with momentum? Yeah, it certainly feels really good. I mean, it's better uh, if you got a shot to win to go ahead and win than, um, than not. So, uh, obviously, just the beginning of the race was uh, not quite uh, as good as we wanted it to be. We kept working on the car all day long, kept making it better. It was super good and, and strong on those restarts, and we were able to kind of pick some guys off and and um, get ourselves farther up towards the front. wasn't sure what all was going to happen there with um, that. We came to pit road under green, and, and then the caution came out, and then being a lap down all that, I thought that kind of ruined our chances for being able to have a, a win today. But 
overall, just a lot of crazy things happened there at the end and got us in position to where we could capitalize on that. And uh, feels good to go off into next week with a win on our under our belt and hopefully do it again. Also got to interview Brad Keselowski, who ended up finishing second behind Bush at the Can-Am 500 in Phoenix. Great interview. However, it was outside before the race with all of the fans surrounding us in the infield track. Just complete chaos. We had public safety officers surrounding us the entire time. We were talking and walking as we tried to get away from the fans. He signed a few autographs. But here's that interview with Brad Keselowski. Uh, so I'm looking at the 
Phoenix, my favorite Raider. Yeah. We gotta talk about the new start finish line. It's gonna get a little hairy there on the last few laps. Yeah, you know, uh, the restarts down here are gonna be really crazy because you can shortcut the uh, the dog leg on the back stretch, um, and but you kind of go like way, way down there, and when you blend back up on the racetrack, you kind of go up on the banking and it shocks the car for a second, and the, the suspension and everything bottoms out, the car's spark. Um, and it's a, it's really a big event. You can really feel it for your butt. Um, that's the most polite way to say that. But uh, when that happens, of course you got to go make that corner down there, turn three, and you might be making that corner two or three wide at, at almost full speed. Uh, so that's really really hairy. Um, and I, I have to see uh, some calamity there today. All right, let's switch gears and talk about something very. You know, for the record, last time they, they made a restart zone like this was the show at Lolo. Not to say what happened, but there might have been a big event. I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Well, you don't want us to go to a positive note then. He loves to give back. Let's talk a little bit about your charity. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but today's Veterans Day. Get to you today. 
we'll get to you one day and you can come and see us. So we appreciate very much that you're with Brad, thanks so much. He's got to get there. So I got to ask Brad a few questions there alongside the actual Fox Sports 1 reporter there in front of all the fans. Um, not an experience every NASCAR fan, I think, gets to get. And for someone who knows absolutely nothing about NASCAR, I thought it was pretty neat getting to talk to some of these drivers. Like I was saying, I have an article out on LinkedIn if you want to go check it out. Boy, are uh, motorsports quite different than baseball and any other type of sport. I mean, ever since I was about seven years old, all I've ever wanted to do is work in sports. Preferably sports, broadcasting, and journalism on the baseball, football side. Uh, but since coming to Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, AZ, it's been quite the experience. I got here in August of 2017. I had the opportunity to work for several MLB teams during spring training and during the regular season, including the Los Angeles Angels, San Francisco Giants, Milwaukee Brewers, and the Arizona Diamondbacks at Chase Field, while also serving as a play-by-play broadcast intern in the California Collegiate Summer Baseball League with the Southern California Catch. So throughout my experiences, I've made many great relationships with students, interns, coworkers, as well as bosses, while also learning and taking in tons of insight and advice from my employers and staff. Uh, while I've made my mission clear that I aspire to work in baseball, this past weekend at Phoenix International Raceway in Avondale, Arizona, I had an amazing opportunity to do something I never even considered doing up until about a month ago when it, the opportunity presented itself, and that's working motorsports, specifically with NASCAR. So during the weekend, started Thursday, went into late Sunday night. Uh, six students, including myself, like I said, had the opportunity to serve as a pit note reporter for ISM Raceway and NASCAR's Monster Energy Cup Series that took place. Uh, under our public relations director, John Charan, who gave us the opportunity in the first place. Uh, Over the course of the last three days, I've had a great experience and learned so much from the personnel surrounding me as I've learned way more about the sport than I ever thought I would in my entire life. Uh, My colleagues and I, like I said, consisting of ASU and Grand Canyon students, uh, arrived um, around 3.45 p.m. Thursday for an exclusive tour with John Charan as he led us on the tour with the new facility. Like I said, many renovations to Phoenix International Raceway has the brand new infield track where fans can go in, new tunnel so they can go back to their seats in the grandstand as it was renovated, at, I believe, around April 2018 this year. Uh, Here's a quote from Julie uh, GCISM Raceways president. From the moment that you drive over the Avondale Boulevard Bridge, you will see the transformation that has taken place. Now, I personally, like I said, my first time ever at a raceway, I have no idea what it used to look like, but obviously it's been getting great, great uh, comments back from the fans. As Keselowski said in his interview, it looked like a baseball stadium when he was coming in. The renovation consisted of... a. About 24 months, so two years, and cost approximately $178 million. And it made its debut this weekend for the semifinals of all three of NASCAR's national tours, including the Can-Am 500 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday. Also for the uh, Xfinity Series that took place Saturday in the Monster Truck Series. That was a uh, night race Friday night. And like I said, the infield track now open for fans for the first time ever at any raceway in America. Um, The infield track upgrades included interactive garages where fans can go up and meet the drivers and their crew while they fix their vehicles. 
uh, standing room at the Gatorade Victory Lane so fans can get an up-close and personal look at the winner as he celebrates with confetti and all that good stuff. Um, wherever fans celebrate up close with the winning driver, a Miller Lite beer garden, a modern margarita tequila bar, which they never had before. It provides fans with the necessities. You got beer, you got cocktails, you got tequila. After concluding the tour on Thursday, we uh, came back Friday morning at like 6.30 in the morning. It was a brutal day Friday, almost 14 hours of work. We probably left the track around 11.30 at night. Um, We spent hours getting familiar with the material. Like I said, five of us knew squat about NASCAR going in. uh, We learned proper terminology, how to properly document the practice races, how pit note teams operate on their driver's vehicle during pit stops and etc. After receiving some much needed clarification from Team Penske's public relations manager, Kyle Zimmerman, who's a great guy, by the way, uh, Joey Logano's public relations manager. Uh, we were ready to report on our first race, which came in the form of NASCAR's Xfinity practice race around 1230 in the afternoon. Uh, it went up about 50 minutes. I completed my first document article on a NASCAR race, which was pretty cool. Uh, Mr. Tran, my boss, gave me positive feedback, so I did a really good job on my first article. Uh, I correctly documented the Xfinity practice race, which saw Christopher Bell, driver of the number 20 Toyota Camry, pull away with the fastest time at 27 seconds, and he actually went on to go win the Xfinity series the next day, which was pretty neat throughout. uh, I think I transcribed and recorded uh, multiple interviews uh, that took place in the media center's press conference room that day. The first conference came in the form of USAA headlined by their AVP of HR regional operations, Gay Meyer, Marcus Johnson, who was their director of talent programs, and Latasha Causey, who was their director of regional site management. Just some promotions and sponsorships that NASCAR brought out for the race. The second press conference held was for one of NASCAR's most beloved drivers in their history and one of their most decorated champions, and that was Jimmy Johnson. He's actually a seven-time Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. So this is no, um, or should I say not his first rodeo. So I got the chance to ask him a question during his press conference Friday on uh, November 9th, and uh, here it is. So Mr. Johnson, I'm sure you've heard that uh, NASCAR is about to make an offer to ISC, the International Speedway Corporation, to merge. What are your exact thoughts on this, and how does that change your uh, game plan for the rest of, I don't know, your career. So that that has been announced. It's up to shareholders to, it's up to ISC to do uh, some research and explain explain it to their shareholders, and that would have to be approved by the non-France family shareholders of ISC for it to go through. That's a lot to process, Um, but I initial reaction think that think that that could eventually lead to flexibility for a schedule event dates um, you know we, we've all kicked around so many ideas do you shorten the schedule do you have weekday races do you do you do you? there's all these questions and I think that unity and that that collaboration or those two entities combined would would be a step in that direction I would think you know, it would, it would hopefully open those doors to let those conversations really, really happen and, and progress be made. Yeah, so as you can tell, I really had no idea what I was asking him. Our boss gave us questions to ask all the drivers during or actually before and after the races. 
So I was a little confused with that question. I guess uh, NASCAR's merging with ISC to, I don't know, um, obviously make more revenue for the sport, bring in more fans. We'll see what happens. It's a big money deal, I'm being told. But yeah, I I needed someone to back me up on that question because I guess he wasn't aware that that deal was uh, placed. One of our other reporters stepped in and kind of explained it further to him before he answered the question. But definitely a neat experience getting to interview guys like Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson in my first NASCAR experience. So immediately after that press conference had ended, we uh, were immediately sent out to the infield track outside interview. The supervising manager at Modern Margarina, his name was Kyle Mason, about how his business was holding up and what Modern Margarita had to offer the fans at ISM Raceway. So after we were done doing that, we... uh, headed back down for recording and transcribing all of the interviews Um, and after that it was time the sun had set and it was time for action as the nascar camping world truck series was set to kick off at around 6 30 first time pit note reporting i had no idea what i was doing they gave us the headset the radio and throughout the duration of the race i wrote down and transcribed pit notes given to me by each team's public relations manager who provided information very well regarding all the repairment on the vehicles including uh, tires, fuel, track bar adjustments, wedge adjustments, air pressure adjustments. It's basically write down four tires and fuel, four tires and track bar adjustment, yada, 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 whatever we had to do. And by the end of the night, uh, Brett Moffitt, driver of the number 16 Toyota Tundra, walked away victorious with his fifth win at the Monster Energy NASCAR World Truck Series season at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. And after completing post-race interviews with some of the drivers, including Stuart Friesen, who was a little disappointed. Came up, I believe, fifth in the race. Uh, he was the driver of the number 52 Chevy Silverado. Um, I headed back to the media center after that where I was cr- transcribing all of my interviews and then sent them to Mr. Tran for publishing before heading back to campus after a 14-hour day of working at NASCAR. I mean, it was fun, not 14 hours worth of fun. And remember, we're volunteering, so we're not getting paid anything. So we headed back, went to bed at around 12, probably didn't get back till around 11.45, got up around 5.30 the next morning, five hours of sleep, got there around 7.30 in the morning, and the schedule, thank God, happened to be a lot lighter than the day before. There were multiple press conferences that morning that we were covering, so the morning was quite busy, including the West Coast Stock Car Hall of Fame nominee reveal, which was being announced by longtime NASCAR executive Ken Clapp. Uh, After we transcribed all that content, Jeff Gordon, I believe, was headlining that um, Stock Car Hall of Fame. After we were done interviewing and transcribing all the content from the press conferences, it was already time for the race day, NASCAR Xfinity race, which took place at around 1.30, so much lighter day, much easier day. Uh, Went by very smoothly. Uh, After back-and-forth conversation between myself and all the media center about all the pit stop adjustments, uh, throughout the race, Christopher Bell, like I said, who won the practice race for Xfinity Series the day before, ended up coming out on top, winning the NASCAR Xfinity race, and heads to Homestead next weekend for a shot at the championship in Miami. Um, as Bell celebrated with his new crew at the Gatorade Victory Line, I got a chance to interview Daniel Hemrick. He was the driver of the number 21 South Point Hotel and Casino Chevrolet, who, although came up short Saturday, still has a chance to win at Homestead next weekend as he already qualified to be a part of the Final Four the previous week in Martinsville. I asked him how he felt going into Homestead next weekend given the loss on Saturday. He said he felt like 
He has an even slate now, and that's all you can ask for. He said these teams did a great job today getting their cars better and faster for motor departments to air departments. He thanked everyone at Chevrolet for giving him the tools to give him a shot, his crew team, and that's all that you can ask for. He's got a big championship race next weekend in Miami. He said he wished he could have came out on top, um, but it was a solid race, and that's all he needed that day. And after transcribing those post-race interviews in the media center, uh, we got to call it a day early around, I want to say, 5.30, 6 o'clock as we headed back to campus to get some good rest and look forward to Sunday's main event in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Now, I probably went to bed a little later than I should have, probably went to bed about 1 as I had a lot of homework to do, but we arrived Sunday morning at approximately, I want to say, 8 a.m. We probably left around 6.30. The traffic to the raceway was terrible. Everybody piling in. Big, big race. You you could tell NASCAR has a lot of loyal fans as there are so many RVs just parked out in the parking lots. They were there all weekend as they wanted to meet all their favorite drivers and all that good stuff. Uh, we immediately got rolling Sunday morning as at around 8.30, 9 o'clock, we set out for interviews. I got to do a one-on-one interview with Brad Keselowski, like I shared earlier. Uh, he's a driver of the number two Ford Fusion. But right before I met Mr. Keselowski for the interview, I ran into one of my favorite pro wrestlers of all time. World Wrestling Entertainment superstar. He uh former Raw Tag Team Champion with his brother, Jeff, uh, most recently with Bray Wyatt. He may have just retired, but the broken one, Matt Hardy, was in attendance at the raceway this weekend in Phoenix. He was the honorary pace car driver to kick off the Ken A.M. Raceway 500 Sunday afternoon. I got to talk to him a little bit before the race. Uh, basically told him I was a huge fan of him and Jeff. And then I had the honor of interviewing him after the race, which you can see on our next episode, uh, Broken Warriors with Matt Hardy. So I'm looking forward to that show. But after greeting Matt, I headed towards the Gatorade Victory Lane where I met up with Brad along his hundreds of fans like you uh, listened to earlier. Uh, I asked Brad what he thought of the new innovations. He said he got off the bridge this morning, looked like a whole new track, looked like a baseball field. So after transcribing those interviews in the media center, we headed back into the jungle-like atmosphere. It was freaking chaos Sunday to interview fans about their experience. And some fans are really good at talking. Others, and most likely most of them, were awful. They sucked. So we had to uh, put those words that they gave us into accurate sentences without actually taking words out of their mouths. Uh, they got a great performance pregame country concert from uh, Chris Jansen. And just like that, it was race time in Phoenix. Matt Hardy led the tribe with his pace car driver. Um, It was about a four-hour race. It was really long. Not a lot of activity going on in the pit note reporting. Not a lot of public uh, relations managers were that very cooperative, especially Jimmy Johnson's. It was just basically four tires and fuel every time, even though you, you could see his car was just totally effed up. But after four hours of reporting back and forth to the media center, recording the adjustments, it was the 15-year veteran Kyle Busch who drove away with the victory with uh, my interview victim Brad Keselowski coming in second right behind him. And as Busch celebrated his Cup Series win, we were transcribing his victory speech so it could be sent out to the public alongside my colleagues. Um, 
with that fun and productive weekend in the books, I am truly grateful for the opportunity that John Tran presented to me to be a part of his pit note staff alongside my other five colleagues, uh, as well as the opportunity to interview some of the top names in NASCAR today, including Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, and Jimmy Johnson. In a four-day span, I gained more knowledge about motorsports than I have in my entire life, and it shows how important pit teams are to their drivers and their vehicles. I never really took that into consideration until this weekend. I enjoyed getting to know everyone on the staff, including Stephen and Cole Cusimano, Kaylor Jones, Isabella Cisnernos, and Matthew Penskaw, as we got to know one another and helped one another when confused about certain aspects of the job. And trust me, we were confused more than we were certain about what we were doing. We had no idea going in Friday. Friday was probably the toughest day, Saturday and Sunday. We kind of gelled, got everything done, and we gained a lot of knowledge about motorsports this weekend. And though the Can-Am 500 was rocking in Phoenix this weekend, next weekend is sure to be one hell of a race as Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. compete in the championship finale at Homestead Miami Speedway in Miami, Florida. All in all, a great weekend. John Tran knows a lot about NASCAR. Got to sit down with him for a few minutes just to talk about the sport since we had no idea what we were doing. Like I said, he is very, very intelligent when it comes to motorsports as well as baseball. I mean, he's a very well-rounded uh, sports enthusiast when it comes to all sports as well as Stephen Cusimano so it was great getting to know these guys I hope we stay in touch throughout the year I'm definitely going to look into it again if he invites us back in the spring as they will host another Xfinity series and Monster Cup series at Phoenix International Raceway at ISM so I'm thankful for the opportunity to do that great all in all great weekend that concludes episode 27 entitled on to Homestead as Bush, Harvick, Logano, and Trukes compete in the finale at Homestead. Hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube